The Avengers. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Earth's mightiest heroes type thing. Avengers, time to work for a living. That's my secret. I'm always angry. I am on the side of life. You get hurt, hurt him back. You get killed, walk it off. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. I'm your host, Andrew, and I'm here to talk to you about the Avengers. Welcome to our sixth episode of WandaVision coverage, talking about episode seven of WandaVision, Breaking the Fourth Wall. Which I love that title because the title itself is Breaking the Fourth Wall. So obviously this is our more modern, uh, you know, 2010s era sitcom this is a very modern family the office parks and rec a little bit of arrested development yeah there's a little bit of arrested development in there um not as much with the fourth wall breaks so much as the uh the way it's shot in some of the awkward yeah awkward situations and i felt like the the end of the title sequence the music sounded very very arrested development theme although apparently um the the opening title was strongly tied to the TV show Happy Endings, which I'll be honest, I had never heard of until yesterday. I still never heard of it. And it was on TV apparently for nine years and I had never heard of it until I was researching stuff for WandaVision. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, apparently there's this super popular show that we know nothing about. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the episode starts with Wanda having, uh, having a day, if you will. Um, you know, the boys come in and they're trying to talk to her about stuff and she just keeps saying mommy's resting her eyes. Um, you know, she's obviously very stressed mentally. Um, and eventually the boys leave and, uh, you know, she tosses back the covers and she's still in her, her Scarlet Witch costume. And it's kind of like a waking up after a night of drinking hungover kind of thing where it's just like, oh, oh God, I'm still wearing this. Yeah, and and there are frequent cutaways um, in this episode to her being interviewed, very office like, right? Very Parks and Rec like. Yeah, the whole the whole episode really has a single camera comedy kind of feel, like you said, like The Office, like Parks and Rec. Um, Yeah, yeah, Modern Family. Um, Yeah, and then we see this really cool opening sequence where it's just her name over and over again. And it's not until the very last second that Vision gets added. Yeah. Um, there are two things worth talking about on that one. One of them is a little, uh, just a little one that I'll mention first, and then you can go into the, the more important one. Um, at the very end, at the very end where, where Vision's name comes in, it's a calendar, and there is a heart around the 10th. Yep. A nice throwback to the first episode. Yep. The other thing, which I have to brag, I found on my own. The internet found it hours before I did, but I still am proud that I found it on my own. Um, In the opening sequence where it's just flashing her name in all of these different, like, it's on, like, a movie theater marquee and made out of balloons and on a license plate, etc. Um... There is one that looks like uh, it starts off with just her name, like cut out of a magazine, it, like letters, the cut, out letters cut out of a magazine. Very, very reminiscent of like a ransom. Note. Exactly. And um, for a split second, it pulls away and we see the full. I don't know that it is a ransom note, but this that's what it looks like. Um, and it says 
uh, I know what you are doing, Wanda. And it's just there for a second. But I have to say, when I stopped um, the freeze frame to see that, I got chills. Like, it's creepy. Yeah. It, it just in the middle of the, all this, like, oh, happy, like, light, fluffy TV show opening sequence there's just this very sinister ransom note saying i know what you are doing wanda and something i read was saying oh that's you know vision saying that he knows what she's up to i'm like it it could be anybody it could be anything Uh, i don't think we can say that that is definitely talking about vision but yeah no i there is so much that that is still kind of out there on this episode or in this series with only two episodes left that i I think trying to guess it i mean you're just you're grabbing at straws here yeah um now it's funny you mentioned that you know the internet found it you know hours before you did it is actually worth noting that Disney Plus's servers actually crashed shortly after midnight on Thursday on on, <laughs> on Friday morning because of the demand for WandaVision because of people trying to watch it at like at the second it was released. So that's kind of impressive. I mean, you know, there have been some decently big releases on Disney Plus. I mean, both seasons of The Mandalorian and they never had this issue. Yeah. And, you know, people are just trying to find all of the easter eggs and um and so yeah there are people that are on it at midnight who start watching immediately and watching at one quarter speed just so that they can find all the easter eggs and post about them first we don't do that we have lives i have a job yeah yeah i have to go to work in the morning um at one point my boss and i were were threatening to go sit in his car and watch uh this and the mandalorian but uh (laughs) We've, we've actually yet to do that, so I think both of our wives would kill us if we did. I mean, I have been so tempted to watch it before you get home, but I don't, because that's love. It is. Um. So from there, you know, we see S.W.O.R.D. trying to kind of get themselves back together. Um. We get a, another clip of, you know, what happened at the end of last episode. Although this time, instead of being very dark and sinister, it, it has a much more arrested development kind of feel to it. Or like, um, it, it reminds me almost a little bit of like the, the meme from Community where, uh, Donald Glover is coming coming into the room with a bunch of pizzas and like he opens the door and just like <laughs> everything's on fire and people are fighting. Like it has that kind of feel to it as well. It's just like very comical, but very, you know, yeah, kind of very, very crazy. Um, and obviously, so last episode, we saw that that the, the sword uh, field base was turned into a a circus and we find vision and we find Darcy uh, in this circus. Darcy is the escape artist. Because she was handcuffed to the truck. Uh, and then, obviously, Vision is still Vision. You know, initially, Vision tries to, to talk to Darcy. And she is in her, her hex persona. So, you know, she doesn't catch on. Uh, it definitely comes across very intentionally as Vision awkwardly hitting on Darcy. Yeah. <laughs> um, eventually, he he kind of distracts her for a moment and uses his abilities to free her mind. So, yeah, we now have Darcy in the, the hex, the you know, the real Darcy. And the two of them take off trying to get back to Wanda and Vision's house. In a funnel cake truck, which is just fun. It is. And and you mentioned it. That is probably the most arrested development. Yeah. Them them driving around the the circus trying to escape the 
the manager, um, who I think is also the strong man supposed to be. Yeah. Um, although it's, which makes it even funnier when Darcy punches him in the face and knocks him flat on his back. Very true. Yes. Um, now obviously while, while, you know, while this is going on, Wanda's ha- having her thing, uh, and you know, she's kind of having a, a bit of a breakdown. Um, like I said, we, we do get the interspersed, the fourth wall breaking interviews. Um, and then we find Wanda sitting with the boys on the couch you know, she's eating a bowl of cereal in, you know, her pajamas and a bathrobe. And the boys are very concerned about their mom at this point. Right. Again, in a, in a very sitcom kind of way. Yeah. And there is a knock at the door. And of course, it is Agnes. Now, interestingly enough, Wanda actually just straight up uses her powers to fling the door open. I mean, there's no, <laughs> yeah, and no hiding in it. She's like, I would, I would get up, but I just don't want to. And- now, in fairness... After the episode, the events of last episode, yeah, there's no real hiding it anymore. Yeah, you know, you stopped, you stopped time in the entire town, and then you know, expanded the hex. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um, but to to help out Wanda, Agnes offers to take the boys for a little while. Uh, so they go over to Agnes's house, which Wanda is very appreciative of. Yes, she just wants some time to herself. Yep, indeed. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like what what exactly came next there, but I mean, without getting, we're not too concerned. Um, well, I think Monica came next. Uh, yeah, yes, I do think. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so outside of the hex, uh, Monica has uh, met up with her sword friends, who, as it turns out, we everyone's wrong. Um, it wasn't Sam Jackson, it, uh, Nick Fury. You know, Sam Jackson. Yeah. It wasn't. Uh, Talos, and it sure as hell wasn't Reed Richards because that was the dumbest thing the <laughs> internet thought of. Nope, it's just a bunch of sword loyalists who yep, are of, willing to follow her. Yeah, bunch of nerds, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd too. But yeah, the Reed Richards thing just that just struck me as ridiculous. And everyone's like, "Oh, so disappointed. Why? Why were you? You were disappointed that a theory that you made up in your head wasn't what they came up with months ago." To be fair, this is what geeks do. It's like, you know, we come up with these crazy theories and then we get super disappointed. I mean, you look at the end of Game of Thrones and, you know, how many people were just very angry about that because they had built up all these expectations in their head and it didn't live up. All right, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off on a tangent here for a second. Not so much a Game of Thrones tangent, but a tangent in general. We as the audience really never have a right to be angry Mm-hmm. about it about the ending of a television show yep just straight up and i and i will argue that point to to anyone who wanted wants to argue yes i am invested in the show i watched all eight seasons of game of thrones religiously i have friendships that are literally built on us watching game of thrones like very close friendships Having said that, like, I'm not the one telling the story. The people who told the story, like, they had something they wanted to tell. And it is not for me to be angry with them for telling this story. I can be disappointed. I can not like the ending. But there's a difference between, oh, man, that wasn't, you know, I'm disappointed as compared to being angry at these people for making something for us to imbibe. And I think it's more of a problem in television than it is in movies because in movies you're getting it all in one sitting and so you don't have time to come up with i mean we come up with a few theories while we're watching a movie but um you have a couple of hours in there and it's all in one sitting whereas 
with TV, we get to sit here and analyze it and rip it to pieces and come up with our own crazy theories. Right. I mean, there was 18 months between season seven and eight of Game of Thrones. That was a long time for a lot of really bored people to come up with some really dumb conspiracy theories. <laughs> um, and you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm putting this one out there. Just wait till Winds of Winter, if it ever comes out, because Lord only knows if it will, but wait till Winds of Winter comes out. And I'm just going to, I'm going to get a, several bowls of popcorn and just read the hate for George R. R. Martin. <laughs> um, and then, you know, remind you guys that, you know, we had a, we had an ending already. Yeah. So, but, but bringing it back to WandaVision, I do fear that, um, you know, everybody was super invested at first and now we're coming close to the end and people are going to get upset, but too bad. <laughs> I think it's really going to depend on whether or not they can stick the landing. Yeah. Um, I mean, so far they have. Yes. No, they have not disappointed so far. Um, not not really. I mean, again, there's the, the you know, the dumb th- reasons to be disappointed, but whatever. Um, anyways, getting back to the story now that I've gone off on a rant for a little <laughs> while here. It's been a while since I've done that, so it kind of feels good, one. Um, and two, you know, I had to get it out of my... It, I had to get it out of my system. If the pressure built up, you gotta you gotta relieve that pressure. <laughs> um, yeah. So Monica meets up with these uh, sword, yeah, sword loyalists, if you will, and they have brought a space rover, heavily shielded, and they are gonna try and get back into the hex. You know, Darcy has said several times that you know Monica shouldn't go back in because the hex has has affected her so much. Um, and so this is kind of the compromise is that she's going to go in in this shielded rover to kind of help protect her. Um, however, you know, pretty obviously that doesn't go according to plan. Which, you know, as soon as the, yeah, the lead person on the team says, oh, she's going to sail right through, you go, oh, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That we have, a, we have a, a specific term for that at work referring to, um, a guy who used to work there who would constantly say, oh, this won't be a problem like 10 minutes minutes before it just completely and utterly beat the hell out of us um so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with that concept but uh yeah monica i mean slams into the, the 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 hex um barely escapes you know the the rover as it's kind of transformed uh about half transformed into a uh really crappy 90s uh van i think it was supposed to be a pickup truck it might have been but man it looked like the van my parents had when i was a kid <laughs> Other than the color, it looked a lot like that old van. Um, anyways, so you know, everybody starts rushing up to help Monica. She's fairly substantially in front of them. And James notices, you know, she's got that look in her eye, so to speak. And she just turns around and runs for the hex and forces her way through. Um, it, it, it takes a lot of effort. You know, it, th- this is not a thin barrier, apparently. And, and she's being like ripped apart into her various personas we see um we see her in the hospital when she blipped back uh like how she looked in that we see her in her 1960s uh Geraldine outfit we see her in her 1970s Geraldine outfit and she's just she's being like torn apart and she's hearing all these voices you can kind of see her as a kid yeah and and we hear the voices of Nick Fury and her mom and Captain Marvel from the Captain Marvel movie talking about her and talking about how tough she is. And honestly, I cried. 
I watched it three times. I cried every single time watching this scene and I'm like getting choked up thinking about it now. It was just so beautiful, like her finding the strength to get through. And and she does get through. Um, And when she does, her eyes are kind of glowing blue and she can... And when we see from her perspective, she can see magnetic field lines, um, you know, around, you know, pretty well everything. Uh, So obviously we now have Monica with some form of power. We will see, we'll see a little bit later that that power come back or or a a smidge more of it. But, you know, this appears to be the introduction of Photon. Very cool. So while some of this is going on, uh, Darcy and Vision are trying to get back to the house and things keep getting in their way. First, they come up to a stoplight in the middle of nothing. Then as soon as the light turns, a construction crew comes through. Then when they're finally done, a crossing guard and (laughs) uh, multiple classes of children start walking past. And Vision says, man, I guess Wanda just doesn't want me to come home. Right. Which we've kind of gotten a sense of before um, when the boys are asking about their dad earlier in the episode. Wanda says, well, if he doesn't want to be here, I can't make him be here. Yeah. And and does so very flippantly. Yeah. There's also, and I, I think it was before this, but um, during one of her fourth wall break interviews, um, we hear the interviewer actually speak to her, which on on some of those Parks and Rec, The Office, I think every once in a while, like maybe like once in the entire series. I don't know that do Parks we. and Rec ever did it. I think The Office did it on occasion. Yeah. Um, and she goes, you're not supposed to speak. And she's she's talking about um, how she her powers are are freaking out and things are. Things are changing all around her without her controlling it. All of the the set dressing, basically, of her house is transitioning between all the different time periods that they've already been through. And she's not in control of it. And so she was like, I just don't understand what's going on. And the interviewer says something like, um, do you think it's because you feel guilty or something like that? Yeah. We also get some really funny um, Agnes uh interviews in the fourth wall break interviews um, one of my favorite is when the boys don't want to go with her and she's like oh i don't bite or something and then you just get this fourth wall break i actually did bite a kid once and just leaves it at that and it's it's just so funny yeah no that was good yeah so well again while this is going on you know and wanda's dealing with that the boys are at agnes's house um and billy who complained about his basically the voices in his head being too loud because of his newly developed powers um you know says he likes it at agnes's house and you know initially she says something about you know oh it's because it's because of senior scratchy her her rabbit and uh he says, no, it, it's quiet here. Like He says, Agnes, he says, you're quiet inside. So, you know, thing, things are not quite quite what they seem over at Agnes's house. Yes. Which, when he first said that, I was like, is he talking about, like, I, I, I don't know. I was like, well, maybe because uh, we expect that she's Agatha Harkness and maybe because... Uh, 
you know, if she's another witch, that maybe that's the reason. Or is it because um, he can't, his mom is blocking his ability to hear the thoughts of some of the townspeople, but he can hear some? I don't know. It was just like, okay, well, it could be a couple of things why why he says it's quiet for her. Right. Um, yeah, but, you know, the boys are just over there, you know, having a snack and watching t- some TV, though. Um, so Monica has now made her way back to the neighborhood and yes. back to uh back to Wanda's house and just barges right in the door which when you have a mentally unstable uh person with incredible abilities maybe not the smartest move but you know you got to do what you got to do yeah i mean at this point though um you know the, the situation is getting desperate enough that it's kind of just uh you know to hell with this monica knows what's at stake at the moment she knows you know that that sword is is going to be regrouping and that hayward is up to something um one of the things we do get earlier in the episode is you know at the end of last episode we saw darcy emailing uh agent Wu, the whatever uh project cataract well yeah, whatever hayward was up to which is called project cataract and uh you know from there they discover that instead of decommissioning vision they are trying to bring him back again this goes back to the the whole sentient weapon thing um i don't want to say i mean like i've kind of i've kind of suspected there was something like this going on and, sure and, and we mentioned before you know we were pretty sure pretty sure sword was up to something nefarious um i suspect there will be more to come of this but um you know we'll kind of have to see what comes of it um so monica has this information and she goes to bring it to wanda's attention right she tries to tell her you know this is what's going on and that you know things aren't what they seem and that you know i'm here to help you wanda wants nothing to do with it yeah throw basically throws her out again and she is very much triggered by the mentioning of Hayward trying to get to Vision. Um, yes. She she fully snaps at that point and and just goes full blast um, to get Monica out of the house. Uh, and, and I mean, and you know, they, she does get Monica out of the house, but then the two of them have a, another confrontation in the front yard because instead of being blasted out of the hex like she was last time, now Monica has these abilities and she is able to resist, which surprises Wanda. Yes. Um, again, you know, the fact that she blasted her through the hex the first time, you know, kind of says, you know, Wanda has an expe- a fairly significant expectation of how this is going to go down, and it doesn't go down at all that way. And and Monica says, like, you know, take me out, take me out. That's fine. Like, and and she she talks about her mom, and she's like, the worst thing that could possibly happen to me has already happened. Um, she's like, if you want to take me out, take me out. And Wanda hesitates, and so Monica grasps onto that moment and says, you know, that's what makes you different than Hayward. Is that you're not the villain. Don't let them make you the villain. Right. Now, unfortunately, just as Monica is getting through to Wanda, or so it appears, Agatha walks over. Agnes? Yes, Agnes. (laughs) We'll get there. (laughs) I mean, this is where we're going anyway. So, yes, Agnes walks over and escorts uh, Wanda over to her house. While they're over there... Wanda realizes that the boys should be there and she doesn't know where they are. Agatha tells her that the boys are playing in the basement. So Wanda goes to investigate and finds things are a little weird. Yeah. 
She's got like purple vines growing out of her basement and like a tunnel with stone columns and things. Yep. And, um, and then Wanda comes to a room. There is some kind of book, very old book, sitting on a, on a very glowing le- book. <laughs> yeah, sitting on a lectern, and we hear a door close behind her. And again, it is Agnes. And at this point, Agnes is now dropping the pretext. Um, says to Wanda, "Oh, did you think you were the only magic girl here in the in this town?" And then introduces herself as Agatha Harkness, which in a TV show that has been full of surprises and twists. This one we obviously have seen coming. We've kind of seen coming. I don't think we we, we didn't saw fully the, see. <laughs> yeah, the execution I think was was very well done. Um, the fact that the character just flat out introduces herself, um, and then we go into a a short montage of how Agatha has been manipulating everything. Um, we see her appearing at uh, Wanda and Vision's front door in the fifties. We see her manipulating the talent show in the sixties. Uh, in the seventies. What did she do? Oh, she manipulated Herb. That's right. She manipulated Herb in the 70s. Man, poor Herb. Yeah. Uh, In the 80s, she was the one who brought Pietro. Mm -hmm. And then in the 90s, um, well, there was one thing in the 90s. There was another thing in the 90s, wasn't there? Um, Oh, no. Yes, yes. The Halloween. uh, It shows that she was faking it when she was talking to Vision. Yeah. That she Um, wasn't actually under. Under Wanda's control. Which is funny because last week we were like, okay, why is she still like functioning somewhat at the edge of uh-huh. of the thing and it's like is it because she was important to to Wanda's TV show as a central character nope she was faking it the whole time yep and then it goes back to the 80s and goes oh yeah i also killed sparky the dog rip yeah um two thoughts on that one one um so so that like this little part was like it's almost like its own tv introduction it's called Ag- it's it was agatha all along um it has a very adams family more monsters i think uh yes yes you know you're right yeah a very 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 monsters uh-esque theme and um at the end when she talked when she mentioned sparky it gave me very strong um Wicked Witch of the West yes. vibes. Yeah, she definitely has a witch cackle going on. Well, and just the way the way the I killed Sparky too. Yeah. You, know, you and your little dog too. Yeah. Like, the <laughs> delivery of the line was very reminiscent of that. And I that, that was a good touch. Yeah. Um, especially with Agna, Agatha Harkness being, you know, this ancient witch, that 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 works. Yes. I do I hope that someday we get to see when when her theme song starts and we see her um getting to the 50s house and introducing herself and we see her like fly into the front yard and um from the bottom down the camera the camera starts from her feet and goes up and as she's transforming into this the 50s housewife um get up but we can see when it starts off at the bottom this frankly gorgeous looking witch costume that I would love to see the full body of. Oh no, I, I mean I fully <laughs> susp- I fully expect that we will see it. Um, that just reminded me things things we want to see in, around uh, around Agatha. Um, I want to know if there's really a Ralph. <laughs> you know, she, it's been a little while since like she mentioned Ralph and. The 50s and the 60s. I don't think she mentioned him in the 70s. Mentioned him in the 80s. Um, she she did mention him in the... She mentioned him in the 70s when she was talking to Herb. Or when she left. 
Um, yeah, and- I, I'm curious if there actually is a Ralph. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that would be interesting. I mean, some people on the internet suspect that Ralph is the the missing person that uh, brought Agent Wu there in the first place. But who knows? We'll see. Or probably not. Um, Yeah. I also suspect. So now we can get into our conspiracy theories for the week. Well, hold on. Oh, oh, yes. No, sorry. We still have to talk. There's two things we have to talk about still. Uh One is the commercial. Yes. Um, which is great. It is for so good. <laughs> uh, an antidepressant called Nexus. Yes. It's uh for when you don't like reality and want to create your own or something like that. Yeah, it's Just, it's, it's very fantastic. It's very tongue in cheek. Um the pill even kind of looks like Nexium. <laughs> which I mean is an antacid but um you know it just the whole thing it looks fantastically like uh a you know 2010 pharmaceutical right <laughs> commercial um especially cuz those are just so typical of of you know that era when those were made once those were made legal yeah it's just kind of mind blowing i really just want to know like who sees these commercials? Who's creating that? Like, can Wanda see the commercials? Are like you know? As, as a side note, it's interesting to to point out. Actually, this reminds me of two things. One, um, when we see Sword regrouping, you know, they point out the signal's gone dead. Yes. So the show is still going on. Yes. But there's nobody to watch it, which is I think I thought was fascinating. I um, have a theory on that, but. We'll get to that. And then the other thing is that, that we kind of skipped over for a second, is that Agatha is the interviewer. So yes. the one who spoke to Wanda while she's being interviewed was Agatha. And you can tell when you go back and rewatch it, you're like, oh, yeah, that's Catherine Hahn's voice just modulated lower. Um, right. Yeah. Like once you know that it's her, you can absolutely hear that in when the interviewer speaks. Yeah. Um so that's one thing. Um and and there there's a lot of things out there on Google about um you know the internet about um the meaning of Nexus. Um it's not something I'm familiar with. Uh Nexus apparently shows up starting in uh West Coast Avengers and basically um it's kind of a group of individuals with unique powers basically like powers that are unique only to them so like scarlet which is reality manipulating powers are one um people like that so um and they call them nexi which is kind of just weird but um there also may be a connection to the loki series i've seen that the the tva that is involved with with loki um is is stationed in in the nexus so we shall see um I'm definitely going to have to do some some investigating on that one further. But currently, I don't know a whole lot about it. Um, the other thing worth talking about, though, is that there was a mid credit scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one is Monica trying to look around and get into uh, Agatha's house. And eventually she opens the cellar doors... You know, and then sees you know the stonework and the the glowing vines, and then um, from behind she is confronted by Pietro. Dun dun dun. So yeah, I mean that that's very interesting. The fact that it appears that Pietro is you know directly under Agatha's control. Yeah, which to a large extent makes a lot of sense given how some of the things have gone down and some of the things that Pietro has done and said. Yes, and. I mean, we knew that he didn't come from 
Wanda. We knew that he came from, I mean, I suspected that he came from the twins, but he came from some other magical being. So it makes a lot of sense. It, it does. Now, I'm curious to see where they take this. Yes. Um, it's definitely a, a, a twist, a turn that, that I was not expecting, um, especially after we got the, the big Agatha reveal. Yeah. And I think having a having a post credit scene, a mid credit scene, um, and, and some other people on the internet said this as well is that we're transitioning into more of a marvel movie and out of the tv sitcom world for the last two episodes and that that makes sense um you know there are things that we have seen in like the trailer um of like wanda and vision fighting to defend as they put it their home presumably westview um you know that have a much more standard marvel footprint if you will so that that is there's definitely something to be uh to be said for that yeah. Um, so now it seems that we have two bad guys. We have Hayward, who's trying to get his hands on Vision, and Agatha, who's trying to get her hands on Wanda and has been trying to get rid of Vision to be able to, um, or to get her hands on Wanda's twins. Uh, I don't even know. I mean, obviously, Agatha has, is there's something else going on there, but I think there's just a lot of possible avenues that relationship could go down. Um, it could you know, it it very well could be that that's the reason they're in Westview in the first place. Yes. I also, two things. Oh, so many things. Let's I not mean, limit to be, it to, to two. To be perfectly <laughs> honest, who willingly goes to Jersey? <laughs> um. So one thing I suspect that we're going to get um, Wanda's superhero name of Scarlet Witch from this because we already had Hayward in a previous episode mention wait a minute she doesn't have any funny name superhero alibi alias or whatever yeah we'll and see. and so the fact that um Agatha has her her powers are purple in nature and Wanda's powers are red I I think somebody soon is going to call her the Scarlet Witch to differentiate her from Ag- Agatha or or something I I have a feeling that we're finally going to get her being called the Scarlet Witch, um, which is not going to impact the plot at all. It's just going to be a fun thing for all of us. Um, but I think that that Agatha started the hex or did because one when in the in the episode in the 50s, you know, when the hearts are asking Wanda and Vision about how they got there and everything, Wanda has no idea. She legitimately has no idea. And and it's really not until Mr. Hart starts choking that she realizes she has some control. Um, the other thing is, if you look closely, and it's just for like a second, but in Agatha's, I don't know what you call it, temple whatever her, her basement thing. let's just call it a basement <laughs> basement lair <laughs> something um you up on top there are like these arches archways um in the center and at the top of the archways are hexagons um which you can only see in a couple of frames um but and then there's also the the thing that the hex started off clear you couldn't see it until you got up close now it's red now wanda has expanded it and taken control i i don't know i'm i'm very interested to see what the um i, I don't know like where the hex came from the origin story for for the hex as we all are that's what we've been interested in this whole time um there's also in the 
80s episode when Vision releases Norm for a split second, Norm never mentions Wanda. We know that we know that um, Monica heard Wanda's voice in her head when she was in there. But when Norm gets released, he just says, you have to help her. She's controlling everything, whatever. He just says she over and over again. That's a that's a good point. Yeah. So who knows? That's a very good. That's a very good point, actually. I have those every once in a while. Indeed. Um, I feel like there was something else I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I, I have any further, like, other than kind of what I put out already, uh, any further theories. Again, you know, we're so far into this that we have, you know, probably a good at least half of the picture here. Um, so, and and this is just me. I tend to like, I tend less to go look for the rest of it and just wait for it to come come together yeah i do have i do have one more thing i i finally remembered what i was gonna say um so hayward mentioned in a previous episode that you know bringing vision back to life was against the sokovia accords against his living will and wanda's going against this and then we see that he was the one who was trying to bring vision back right so it's possible that Wanda wasn't actually trying to resurrect Vision. Wanda was actually trying to save him from being uh, oh, put no, back together. No, I highly suspect that that the the sword information that we got is has been heavily doctored. Yes, um, and the other thing is in the in the eighties episode after Sparky dies, you know, Wanda is very impassioned to the boys about how it's so hard. It, it might be hard to move on, but death is final it's something that you don't mess with and you know in that moment we were like she's being really hypocritical because she clearly bought, brought vision back and um but perhaps it wasn't her intention to bring vision back maybe it was agatha who did it because i i think agatha wanted to get her hands on wanda's twins and which goes which i said in the uh the second episode with the for the children <laughs> thing that somebody was trying to get uh wanda and vision to have kids yeah. for some reason um I, you know it's i mean there's certainly a lot a lot of validity to what you were saying it could also just be that they were making fun of comics being a little meta there and, and the whole death is final thing <laughs> yes <laughs> anything can be retconned oh, especially boy. when you're an x-man oh my god <laughs> yeah um and poor uncle ben is still dead <laughs> Poor, poor Uncle Ben. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think th there's just so many questions that so many loose ends that are going to be tied up. I really hope that these last two episodes are the hour long ones that we were kind of hoping for because there's just my jaw was almost literally on the floor when this one ended and it just ended like we had the Agatha. Uh, Agatha was behind it all or whatever. Um her little theme song was and then the credits just start rolling and i was just in shock i was like how can you leave it like that but that's what makes us keep coming back for more oh yeah no they're good at this <laughs> they're good at this um anything else i don't think so 
Okay. Um, I do have one announcement. I am very happy to say that uh, I have finally released uh, our return to comics-based episodes. Woohoo! Uh, covering Avengers 90 and 91, uh, parts two and three of the Kree Scroll War. I put that out today uh, when we're record. Excuse me, when we're recording this. Um, so by the time this episode comes out, it'll have been out for a couple of days. Uh, I'm very excited to have gotten back into that, and we will be putting out more of those going forward. Remember, you can find us at AvengersAssembly.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you can find this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. We've only got two more episodes left, so please stay with us. All right, hey. All right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. Have you ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it.